welcome to Turns Out She's Psychic, the podcast, spiritual musings, sometimes amusing. I'm Tracy, and I'm Laura. Turns out she's psychic. I'm Laura. Tracy's over there. Hi. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> we have a wonderful, wonderful episode that we've been so excited to bring to you guys. And it is with the wonderful Teresa Chung. And I've been an avid listener to her podcast for since its inception, since Russell Brand interviewed her actually on his own. And then it got me um, excited in all things Teresa. So welcome, Teresa. Oh, hello, and I'm excited to be here. I've already spoken to Tracy. Uh, she's a guest on White Shores, and I haven't met you, Lara, before. And you, I'm telling you, everyone listening, they are so beautiful. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have the advantage. I'm, I'm sitting here audio only, and I can see them. They're absolutely beautiful. <laughs> oh, that's so kind. <laughs> Takes one to know one. Oh. Well, and I'm- yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that Tracy's already been a guest on yours because I, um, yeah, I was going to say that, but that's good. I love that she's already been on your podcast. Yes, yes, lovely episode coming up. I haven't published it yet. Um, it's it's being rolled out, but we had a fantastic conversation and I learned a lot about all things Tracy, um, <laughs> which was fascinating and, and Australia and everything. So thank you. Thank you for inviting me on your podcast and uh I love it turns out I'm psychic so (laughs) (laughs) everyone's got a turn although although you're not though are you Teresa I'm not but I am that's what I think everyone I think everyone you know that term psychic it has so much baggage around it and that's what I'm against the term you know never a day goes by when I don't get contacted by the press like right now give me your predictions for 2022 like oh wow you're a psychic and I have to say look I'm going to give some probabilities based on my intuition and hunches and looking at astrology and what (laughs) I know but life is probabilistic it's not determined we have free will um but I, I i rail against the term psychic because people expect some kind of guru you know <laughs> from the movies you know and someone who's going to tell you what to do like it almost gets rasputin vibes and i don't like that so i steer clear of that term and encourage people to trust their intuition which i, I guess is what you're doing as well just trust your gut exactly. you know it, exactly. it knows more than you think it knows and that's that's my message message really that's and that's something our, that every human has. And our yes. listeners are here for well, They're here for it. So before we get too far along, I'm going to go back and read a little bit of our intro that we've prepared for you. So anyone that's um, not familiar with you will become a little bit more familiar after hearing this a little bit of a rap sheet here. So Teresa Chung has been re- researching and writing about spirituality, dreams and the paranormal for the past 25 years. She has a master's degree from King's College Cambridge University in theology and English and several international best-selling books, including two Sunday Times top 10 bestsellers to her credit. Her dream dictionary from A to Z, HarperCollins, regularly bounces to number one in its Amazon category and is regarded as a classic in its field. Her spiritual books have been translated into over 40 languages and she has written numerous features for national newspapers and magazines. She works closely with scientists studying consciousness and has her own 
popular spiritual podcast, White Shores. And we are so pleased and so very excited to have Teresa here with us today. Teresa, I know you're an extremely busy human and we truly appreciate you saying yes. Thank you and welcome. No, thank you. It's just a busy time of year because I've got a book coming out in January. So, you know, there's always the pre-publication buzz for that. But it has been, uh, you know, an uncharacteristically busy uh, last six months, especially um, um, you know, in with COVID and um, everybody looking within and wanting inspiration in non-traditional ways. So I'm kind of riding with it. Um, you know, I've been around forever, 20, 30 <laughs> years writing about this, and but never has there been so much interest in the last couple of years. And I'm just feeling so blessed and just saying yes and embracing it and seeing where, where it will lead. So it's not always this busy, but it, it just currently is right now. And uh, I'm I'm feeling blessed. <laughs> Aww. Well, busy is good. And you just mentioned that you've just written your latest title and it's called How to Catch a Dream. And it's described as the ultimate toolkit to become a lucid dreamer to create a happier and more fulfilling waking life. So I have two questions. Firstly, congratulations on the latest book, which is I think number 152 of your books because you've written... <laughs> <laughs> A serial writer. <laughs> um, so my first question is, what is a lucid dreamer and why should we want to be a lucid dreamer? Well, the book does end up with encouraging people to wake up in their dreams. That's what lucid means, it means that you're actually in a dream and you suddenly think, hey, this is a dream. <laughs> and when that happens, it's the ultimate high. It really is. I mean, it's, it's, it's an amazing, blissful, glorious feeling. But often when it happens, we're so surprised by it, we wake up, which is such a shame when you get dream collapse. <laughs> so that, that's how the, the book kind of ends, leading you to that possibility with a few tried and tested techniques that can, I stress can, work. Um, it's impossible to lucid dream on a regular nightly basis. It, it, it's a gift that comes to you, but you can encourage it to come like a, a wild bird will, will fly on you and sit on your shoulder if you befriend that bird and, and that bird trusts you. And it's the same with lucid dreaming. You first of all, and most of the book before that is building that relationship of trust between you and your dreams, which I have found to my dismay, having written a lot of dream books and specialized in dream decoding and encouraging people to fall in love with their dreams, that most people have a very, very distant, confusing, fearful um, or, or a relationship with their dreams. So that is what the journey of the book is, first of all, is to actually, first of all, value your dreams and notice them and get them to trust you. Because as I always say, if someone's been texting you for years and you've just ignored them or dismissed them every time, after a while, that person's going to get demotivated and probably not want to reach out to you as much as they would. Um, and that's how your dreaming minds feel. They've been texting you every night, an important <laughs> message that they want you to hear. And you've just been waking up going, nonsense, rubbish, can't be bothered. So first of all, that relationship needs to heal. And the book is about healing that because I want people to know there is then there is no disconnect between you awake and you asleep. It's not two separate states. It's you continuing, but you continue in an altered state of consciousness. And you need to understand that and tap into the riches of that because your dreams want to help you live a more fulfilling life. And that's what their purpose is. Research actually is showing that. My work with neuroscientists and scientists is showing that actually dream Call. working with your dreams is spectacular for your personal growth and your emotional well-being and I cannot believe that more people don't know about this so I'm on a mission 
to get people to wake up to their dreams and fall in love with them because when they do, they fall in love with themselves. Well, we're really glad to be sharing that mission because we're dreamers and I know that in dream space, um, it would just be, it, it doesn't make sense to me. And I know that you're going to love this, I think, but um, that as, as spiritual beings having a human experience, surely half of the journey is not meant to be asleep and not functioning. Surely that sleep <laughs> space, that dream space is supposed to be some sort of magic, some sort of connection. It just makes sense when you see it that way. You are so wise, Tracy, as I would I expect. <laughs> but you, you are so wise, of course, because, you know, when people think of the afterlife, if you believe in an afterlife, do, you know, people don't sleep. You don't think of people in the afterlife just asleep, do you? <laughs> you know, that spark is just infinite and constantly aware and conscious. And I think that when we fall asleep, we kind of get a taster of that reality that we're going to step into one day when we have had our physical experience on this earth. So, of course, you're right that a third of our lives is spent sleeping. And scientists don't actually know why we sleep. It's not to rest. We don't know why we need to sleep. Um, science is still researching this. Just as science, scientists don't know what time is. There's so much that science does know, but there's also a lot that science doesn't know. And science has no definitive answer about why we sleep. It's not to rest. Um, and just as much as they don't know why we dream. But they know that if, if people don't recall their dreams or you know, um, are deprived of the dreaming state of sleep, which is REM, it's swifter anxiety and depression. Um, and I think that's very telling. That if oh you God. don't go every night to that realm or that alternative reality of your dreams, there's an increased likelihood of not only mortality, but uh, um, of, of depression and anxiety. I have so many more questions now. Yeah, I'm going to stick to the question sheet. My mind. I, know. Like, I keep, oh, I keep I doing the same. Stick to the questions. <laughs> Time is precious. <laughs> But it's it's so true. Everything that you're saying, it's amazing. All right. So next question. Everybody dreams. And so if our listeners are having trouble remembering their dreams, what things could they do to improve their recall? Well, listening to this episode is going to help your recall because as you're listening, you're thinking, what, what was my last dream? Do I dream? What are dreams? You're asking all these questions and you're basically telling your dreaming mind, hey, I haven't forgotten you, long lost friend. Um, you know, um, let's let's you're, you're actually trying to kind of connect with your dreaming mind again. And that's all your dreaming mind wants. It just wants like what we all want, attention and to be noticed. So notice it more. Nurture that connection. Think about the possibility of dreaming. Tell yourself before you go to bed at night, set the intention. I'm going to dream when you wake up in the morning, reach for your diary and write down whatever's on your mind, because most likely that has been inspired by a dream. If there's nothing on your mind, write down the emotion because that would have been colored by a dream you've had. So, and if you keep doing that repeatedly, after a while, your dreaming mind will trust you again and start sending you these amazing stories and movies and insights and perspectives that can quite literally change your life, not just your life, but actually some dreams have actually changed the world. Yeah, there's some big movies out there inspired by dreams that are incredible. Yeah. 
scientific discoveries as well. Einstein, huge dreamer, the theory of light, um, uh, was uh, the theory of relativity inspired by visions in dreams. Um, wow. As I say, Larry Page had a dream about the possibility of Google and made it happen. Uh, great literature like Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, great art, Salvador Dali, great movies, The Terminator. <laughs> the Terminator. <laughs> Shakespeare too, right? Shakespeare, Shakespeare talks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Shakespeare actually talks quite a lot about um, psychic phenomena and intuition and dreams in, in oh, a lot yeah. of, yeah, it's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, so on that, um, there's sort of three, I guess, oh, I guess there's lots of different types of dreams, but mm. we're going to go with the three different types that are probably the most common dream types that we hear about. The first one is the reoccurring dream. So can you tell us a little bit about your insight into the recurring dreams and, and what you think that, that um, or how people maybe could, could learn to use them so that they don't stay a recurring dream? Because I would really like to know that. <laughs> well, a recurring dream is basically that your dreaming mind is being persistent because your dreams shift when your waking life shifts. So there's some message that your dreaming mind wants to send you that you're not picking up on or understanding or decoding in your waking life and making a change in your waking life because your dreaming mind wants you to evolve and make a change. So if you're getting recurring dreams, it's because you're not quite understanding what your dream is telling you. So it keeps recurring. It's like tough love. It's saying, come on, get the message, make the change. Then we can move on and have much more exciting, different dreams. I don't want to be sending you the same things all the time, but you need to make a shift and understand me. Um, and once you do make that shift and suddenly get that aha moment of illumination, I understand what this dream is trying to tell me. You won't have it again. Um, the danger with recurring dreams is that after a while, the dreaming mind will despair and start evolving them into nightmares to really use that shock value because nightmares the whole point is to shock you into a change it it's screaming for attention something in your unconscious your intuition that you haven't noticed during the day but in at nighttime your dreaming mind knows is important it is screaming to be heard and noticed and it wants you to wake up with that dream on your mind and a fervent desire to understand it and then use that understanding to make a change in your daily life. Because once you make that change, what your dreaming mind wants you to do, it won't recur anymore. It happened to me at the beginning of the year. I've had a recurring dream since for as long as I can remember since I was little. And it's it's more so the theme of it that's recurring and it always includes transport and needing to go underground to get to where I want to go, not being able to get to where I want to go. And then the dream, I, I understood that I was making things too complicated and I wasn't just going from A to B and realizing that I could actually fly there if I wanted to, and I didn't need to actually catch <laughs> transport. But when when I, um, until that happened, um, it did turn into a nightmare. And at the beginning of this year, I was actually afraid to go to sleep because every time I went to sleep, I was being smothered to death. And I knew that, it, like, I know that dreaming about death and things like that is rebirth, but they were really bad nightmares that I, I was having so much anxiety with going to sleep. So what you're saying makes total sense. And I kind of feel like I've come full circle with it now and it hasn't recurred since. Um, but you know, I think that being able to interpret dreams and being able to understand the, the theme behind a recurring dream, would you say that uh, the most obvious or the most simple kind of explanation for the dream is what people should go with instead of making it too complicated? 
I'll always go with the with the um, with the simple. I'm very much keep it simple. I think in in personal and spiritual growth movement, you know, the mind body spirit movement i think it's been way too complicated mm-hmm. um with with rituals and you must have step one two three four five you know i i'm very much against all the jargon um i've been trying to campaign against that for years it's very very simple it's 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 a it's the hunch and instinct that you know but also your dreaming mind's going to tell you something you don't know that's something also people don't understand about their dreaming mind. Your dreaming mind isn't interested in what you already know because it knows you know that. It's going to want to push you further. So typically the interpretation of a dream will be kind of surprising, but it will be like, oh, I didn't think of it that way. That's a better way. That's a new out-of-the-box perspective. So that's the mark of a dream decoded is when you've got a shift and a new insight that you didn't realize you knew mm-hmm. <laughs> if you understand like flying. yes yes of course you can fly I mean you you have so much talent and so much that you could do and it's like maybe feeling oh should I um do it as other people expect me to do it you know yep. do I need other people's endorsement no you don't that's what that's the journey I've always learned you know that many of my collaborations actually looking back was coming from a position of I am not enough I need to, but you don't, you are more than enough. And that's what that dream is showing. You fly, you shine, <laughs> you fly. Don't, don't feel that you have to get other people to say we're on board or this is, you know, other people won't complete your, your desire for what you want to do. You complete it. And when you do that, you will fly. Aww. I've had to learn that. Oh, that's well, nice. you 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 seem you seem like you've learnt it, and you've done it very gracefully along the way with your hundred and fifty two books. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, but there was a there was a stutter because I started with a great blaze of glory, um, mm. but a lot lot of my my books were collaborations of other people's psychic experiences, which I put together, and I kind of tiptoed in and out with my own spiritual journey, thinking what. Well, people aren't going to be interested in that or whatever. And it was a revelation to find that people were interested in in that. But then also, I guess, reaching out to scientists, working with practitioners that I've done, neuroscientists, it was all perhaps becoming from a position of I'm not enough by myself and what I've had to learn. And I've only actually learned it in the last five, six years. So I'm a lot older than you are, ladies. So please don't take as long as I did to learn it, that actually, no, I'm enough. Mm-hmm. Who I am is enough and my message is enough. But goodness, it took me a long time. I don't know if I'm a product of my generation or or whatever. But anyway, I'm just, my journey is my journey and I did it for a reason. So now I can draw on all the past collaborations and all the mistakes and learn from them. But actually now, finally, <laughs> when I go on TV or go on media to think, actually, they're not going on because I've collaborated with so-and-so or I've created this they they want to talk to me um and that's been been the blessing and i i always joke with my listeners and say please don't take as long as i did to get that (laughs) oh that's a beautiful message thank you (laughs) thank you so much for taking as long as you did because look at all the books that came out Thank you. Some, some better than others. Yes, I had a very windy journey. As I say, as I say, some of my books are quite hilarious along the way. But they're all actually, if you could, I look back at them now, and they're all me reaching out for who am I? 
trying to understand myself through my research. Um, mm. And that started right back at Cambridge, really, when I was like with the professors there. And I thought that initially when I got published, oh, it's because of Cambridge. I never thought it's because of my message. And mm. it's having to learn that it's my message. It doesn't matter where I be- went or who I was working with. It was the message that resonated and why it shot to the Sunday Times. It was the message. I don't think people particularly cared where I studied or what I'd done. It was the message. Um, yeah. And learning. <laughs> like it's, it's, and I always say, um, like, it's not about you. Like it's not, it's not about no. me. Like I'm just, I'm just a conduit, a messenger, a guide, That's... a light worker. And it's, it's really got fuck all to do with Tracy. <laughs> Oh, she said Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I love it. We've had the F word. Oh, don't worry. I've been on so many F word um, uh, podcasts. It's fantastic. It's a way of expressing, but it's expressing your passion. And I get it. It is the message that we bring. Um, and I'm now thinking, well, all my collaborations, all the research, all the writing I've done have helped me now, given me the confidence so that I when know. I do 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 an interview or go have the opportunity to go on a big platform like ITV or Capital or whatever I've done to have the confidence to know that I can just tap into my store of knowledge. It's there. It's inside me. Um, but as I said, I hope you don't take as long as I did. <laughs> uh, well, really. <laughs> well, I just, so I just We're got trying. interviewed. Well, yeah, I just got interviewed for this amazing podcast by a woman that I admire so much. Her name is Teresa Chung, and her podcast yeah. is Light Shores. So I don't think I'm taking as long. I don't it's know. Yeah. You're not. You're not. Actually, it's amazing season. Actually, that we've got. I've got Dr. Arnold Delorme. I think is the episode just before you. Um, he's the EEG pioneer. He pioneered oh. EEG technology, yeah. and he does um, a, a fascinating podcast about mind wandering. I've got. Um, an Emmy Award winner. He was in um, E.T. and Erin Brockovich, and he's writing about mask wearing. I've got uh, Garrett Yount, who's the foremost authority on Dr. Garrett Yount on energy healing. It's, it's got Steve Taylor, who's one of the most spiritually influential people. It's a wonderful lineup. And um, Tracy, you just more than held your own. Oh my God. <laughs> in fact, I had to stop her. She does <laughs> I stopped her talking. Also, the big problem with big problem with you, Tracy, was that you're you're interfering with technology. Do you remember yeah. when we yeah, were doing yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. It was the vibes that she gave out. Do you find that, Lara? With, with yeah. did you find and that too that you were the technology? Yeah, our listeners to the podcast are very familiar with all our glitches that tend to happen, so much so that we have, you know, a little offerings bowl that we put out there to forgive Tracy <laughs> for her interruptions. And I think it's a psychic vibe, but also so with me, actually, I think it's because I'm rubbish at technology. Like even now, just doing this today, I've had so much backup of support. You know, I've got my Aww. son on, on WhatsApp. He's gone now because he knows I'm okay. But you are amazing because you, as you described well, to us before it. we hit record, you're in a surface <laughs> station and you're doing this <laughs> yeah. in between oh, other slots for us. So yeah, we just got, got so lucky. We've got you. <laughs> I've got Wiffy, and as my son says now, Mum, when you go on the interweb. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I'm getting, but haven't we all been forced to evolve because of COVID, though? Dinosaurs like me who are phobic about going online, really, I don't like, I I prefer the in-person. It's been really, really valuable. And I can talk to you 
ladies and you're in Australia and look at me here. I'm just outside oh. London. <laughs> uh, I have another question for you. Talk to me about your work with the um, the Institute of Noetic Sciences. Yes, and they have invited me to do a live IONS blog with the scientists in January 22, which is such an honour. I, I just was so lovely. Um, yeah, I'm going to be doing that with them. I, I kind of started stalking them six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Because um, I kept on saying, and, and actually they they were the, the genesis of White Shores because I met the uh, science yeah. team because they, they kind of knew me because, I mean, I have had quite high-profile books in Dream Decoding and Afterlife Story Collection, and I realised actually they were researching all the stories and near-death experiences and psychic and paranormal experiences in my books. So my books had always steered clear of the science had just been a collection of stories, but I realized that these scientists were researching the reality of these experiences. And it just made me feel like this is the leap forward. I want to work with you. And they very, very kindly gave me a landing page saying, look, if you've read a Trees and Chung book about psychic phenomena and want to know about the science, here are three gifts from our research library. And I've still got that landing page. It's actually beautiful. And they did that for me and I wanted to thank them. So I said, look, I, I couldn't do a podcast at the time. I'd like to just interview the, the six of you or the eight at the time, I can't remember, and put these messages out on the online world and see what happened. So I did. I, I, I did the whole team, including Lauren Carpenter, who co-founded Pixar, Dr. Dean Radin, mm. Dr. Julia Mossbridge, Dr. Helena Wabe, Dr. Garrett Yount, Dr. Arnold Delorme, um, um, uh, Cassandra Vieton at the time. This was the team. And then I got them to all record a two minute video for my socials because I was just going on socials at the time. And it was quite funny. And I had to keep sending it back and saying, can you not use scientific terminology? <laughs> can, can you make? And then I, I decided to give them all names like I called adopted Mossbridge uh, because she researched time, time, mental time travel. I called her the time lady or <laughs> I called uh, Arnold Delorme the Zen master. I was trying to give big hooks for each of them. And it, it just was tremendous. And I, when I put these videos out and released the podcast, I mean, literally in that one week, I got like a million views or something. It was wow. really, this is 2015. It was, it was really, really exciting at the time because people didn't know about this emerging science of consciousness. Of course they do know it now. But yeah. um, And so I've, I've kind of just sort of kept in touch with them. And whenever I do a new season, I get one or two of the scientists to come on White Shores and chat again about what they're doing. And they, their research continues to evolve. And the most exciting thing I found out recently as well, because I'm a movie buff, is that they were behind the, um, the Disney Soul uh, movie. Yeah. They, they were called in to help Disney. <laughs> do the afterlife scenes um and wow. that's, just, that's a way to pack a punch and get this message out there in a mainstream way that I can only dream of um so I, I love ions um and also the Windbridge Institute is another one the actually mm -hmm. the, perhaps the most popular episode on my white shores is um with Dr Judy Byshaw the medium whisperer where she talks about her research into mediumship and what she's learning Mm. and discovering all the time um, in her research facility. Um, it was what, it was called The Medium Whisperer, that episode. And my goodness, it's just gone all over the place. It really has. And I'm still in touch with Julie, and she's an amazing, amazing lady leading. It's not that science is essential, because I, I'm not going to get stuck on the science, but I just think it helps, because I'm sure you found there are a lot of sceptics out there and people say, rubbish, rubbish, rubbish. 
And it's just nice to be able, you know, you can't change people's minds, but to say, well, have you looked at this research? You know, these scientists are not, are not biased. You know, mm. they are scientists before they are believers or skeptics. It's actual this is what they research. research. Mm. There's research that says mm. me mediumship could potentially be real. And there's research to show that near-death experiences could potentially be real. And there's research to show that psychic phenomena could potentially have a scientific basis. And um, more research like this needs to be done um, to make it credible um, and to give people confidence. You know, people who would be brought up in a very scientific, logical manner, they might respond more to that kind of approach than, oh, I believe in angels. You know, there's only so far you can go with that because it gets that dreadful term I'm sure you've heard of, woo-woo. Oh, yeah. Which yep. is like, you're out there, woo-woo, woo-woo. And um, no, it's not actually. It's quite grounded and logical if you look at what's happening. Um, so long may it continue, and I will continue stalking them. <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> they, one. They finally, I've finally worn them down, so I'm <laughs> going to do an IONS live blog with the science team. So watch That's out for so that. exciting. Oh, yeah. definitely will. And I'm hoping <laughs> I'm hoping that Julie does get back to me with our emails on being able to connect us because I would love nothing more than to donate my time and my energy to being studied to, you know, for me, I think that um being a medium and no and you know, a psychic and and it's it's very real for me. It's not that it's a potentially real for me it is very real it's who I am and I what I do and how I live and I know you know that um but I I am equally science as well and I truly believe that this whole thing that we know to, as existence is a perfect blend of science and consciousness and um, there are so many people who understand science and so many people who understand consciousness but I truly think that um, they are just both the same, like the different sides of the same coin. It's the yin and the yang. And in order for the both sides to be able to understand each other better, there's going to have to be some kind of breakthrough at some point. But I just don't think that, um, I don't think that the human species at the moment is ready to receive that kind of information. I think that there's still too, too many lower vibrational people with not enough consciousness to receive it. But I trust that when it's supposed to be received, it will. And things like the Winbridge Institute and um, the Noetic Sciences Institute as well, it's just so exciting for me because I, I don't want to, I don't need to be validated, but I would put my hand up to be um, included in helping to validate it so that other people can benefit from from what can we I, know can I, it helps it certainly helps um you know um but of course you know it i'm sure mediumship isn't an exact science it's a bit like the internet you know sometimes the connection's great sometimes it isn't mm -hmm. so you know it's 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 very difficult when you've got something that's so unseen and elusive to 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 actually study it like that but the fact that you are with even just the fact that you are willing to put yourself up for that says everything about you because there would be a lot of so-called psychics or mediums out there who wouldn't want that they'd be terrified and you're just <laughs> saying bring it bring it on that says an awful lot about the both of you um that you have the you know someone who has the courage to say I've got nothing to hide you know just and actually I found that's been the mark of it you know because I've I have worked and, and interviewed mediums that when they say, I would love that, I want to understand what exactly is happening to me. I want to understand mm -hmm. that for me is the mark of absolute authenticity. It's the ones who say, oh, no, no, I, I can't possibly do that. You have to have a big question mark over what's what's going on there, you know, whether whether this is 
just someone using cold reading techniques and, you know, um, being quite wise. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you, you dress it up with psychic phenomena, that's a bit, a bit, um, you know, something I couldn't, I couldn't recommend. Um, so, but yeah, it is exciting. I think science and spirit are, are merging closer, but you're right. There are a lot of people who are still at a very low vibration who aren't quite ready for that. They define themselves by the material. And that's maybe their journey. That's where they need to be in life. That's, you know, we all have to, you know, the basics of life, you know, the, the material stuff, you know, the approval of others, relationships, money. This is all part of our learning experience. Human experience. On Earth. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And just evolution. Yeah, maybe it just, you know, the next next life <laughs> will we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll break out into to otherwise. So everybody takes their own time. I, 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 you know, I think it's 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 their journey. But I think with young people now, I don't know if you've noticed, especially the millennial generation, much younger, they are really interested in the inner world as yeah. never before. Um, and it's interesting. There's a lot of insomnia among young people at the moment. I was reading like, you know, eight out of 10 or something struggling to sleep properly um it's almost like this is a spiritual awakening happening with younger people that they're thinking the material's not enough it's not yeah. enough it's not we've been sold a myth it's not this isn't what life's about there's what truly matters what's underneath it all um and i i find that because I'm, I'm really touched when i speak to younger people i was actually i did megan trainers um i don't know all about the base wow. Yeah, she, I did her, I did her podcast. <laughs> yeah, wow, she was so engrossed in yep. it and her brother, her um, and her brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and 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 I'm just thinking, wow, what a privilege, Jeannie May on the real. Um, <laughs> younger, young, younger people just suddenly going, you know, I hear what you're saying, and they are understanding it. They are understanding that there's got to be a meaning to what they do the studying, the jobs, the relationships, their Instagram following. Yeah, this is all great, but what's the meaning? And then what? That's yeah. new. That's new. That's new, though. And it's mm. a younger generation, and I think COVID has pushed them even more that way. Um, I've definitely seen really... it with my kids. Have you? Yeah. Mm. Sorry, how old are your kids, Tracy? Uh, 15, 13, and 8, uh, and all oh, three of them are gifted the same way I am. Um, and, um, the two younger ones are extreme insomniacs. Yeah. Yeah. And what I think of that, it's spirit calling their name. Did you watch Frozen 2? Yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh. We love Frozen. <laughs> it's, in, it's into the unknown, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. she has to go on a journey to meet herself. Mm -hmm. yeah. And with the elements, sleep. the four elements. Yeah. yeah she can't sleep. Mm -hmm. Because something's calling and she thinks it's her parents, doesn't she? Oh, God, I hope nobody... I'm plot spoilers here. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Stop listening. Stop listening. But you know what I mean? She thinks that it's someone calling her. Uh -huh. Yeah. I love that song, Into the Un... No, I won't sing it. You know. Into the Un... <laughs> oh, go on. <laughs> I think you just did. <laughs> what about um, Coco as well? Yeah. Oh. Coco. <laughs> the Coco, movie Coco. I haven't seen that. I haven't oh, seen you that. have to watch that. It's the one um, that they have the Day of the Dead. Oh, I haven't seen that. Actually. Oh, when did that come out? You have it's to. already been there. It's been out for like yeah. six, Ages. seven years. Yep. You have to watch it. It, it was is. before Soul, well before yeah, Soul. Yeah, before Soul. Yeah. It's, um, okay. it's 
such a beautiful movie. And to this, like with Soul and, and um, Coco, they're the two movies that I recommend people watch to be able to understand some sense of truth about what it is like because it's incredible. It's just, you'll love it. You'll love it. Uh, is it Disney? Uh, no, I think it might be Pixar maybe. Okay, oh, okay yeah, same thing. Disney yeah, I've watched it on Netflix. Coco. <laughs> I'll watch yeah. it. Is it animation? Yeah, yes. yeah. And it's okay, beautiful. Okay, okay, thank you for that. I love my movie recommendations, you know, because oh, I, yeah. you know, <laughs> because sometimes when you're trying to get a point across and you realise that words are so limited, it to suggest a book, a painting or a movie or a song, yeah. like mm-hmm. I just did with, with the Frozen songs, I mean, they're so deeply spiritual. Um, it can actually make a point in a way that I think words sometimes can't. Yeah, people understand it from a different yeah. art, a different a different yeah. platform or a different medium. Laura actually has a really interesting question um, that I'm really excited to know whether you have the answer to or whether you have any um, insight into. Do I? <laughs> yes, about the Sonoe tribe. The Sonoe tribe. So you're obviously familiar with them then because yes, obviously yes. our interview with you today is all about dreams, although we just did a little bit of a divergent chat now. Um, of course. To take it back to um, dreams and the Sonoe tribe and how how highly regarded they hold their dreams as to that's their, that's their reality pretty much. Yes. Yes. Um, I mean, and, and also there is no incidence of crime or depression in that tribe now we there could be many reasons but i you know i believe it's because of the emphasis they put on dreaming as center stage they spend very little time in their day actually on material things i think just a few hours they live in very basic huts um, and they spend a few hours doing the earthly things but the rest of the time is talking about dreaming um, encouraging their children to lucid dream i mean the dream world is as real as their waking life and um you know you could say well that's all very nice they're they're ignorant they're unevolved but you know they have no crime or depression so I think they're highly evolved who's the unevolved ignorant (laughs) yes exactly I think you know the world is in turmoil right now with everybody trying to prove a point and I'm right you're wrong and you know, oh, it's uh, it's 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 scary at times. Yeah. You know, the diff the 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 difference of opinions. But um, you know, sometimes when you you know you have to to kick kick up a fuss to for people to start thinking for themselves. And I think yeah. I, I think we are starting to think more for ourselves. So that's positive in a way. But what I find so troubling is that when people think for themselves and then think, right, I know the answer. You're wrong. It's like I always say, in my humble opinion, this is what my opinion is based on my life experience, my research. Um, but I could be wrong. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, I could always be wrong, and I'm very open to hearing other points of view. I love debating with skeptics. I actually yeah. find that now, where I like to be most, because I feel that I can evolve. Because it's lovely talking to people who are on your wavelength but it becomes all very much preaching to the converted and people who are going to believe what you say 
you know, and it's lovely. It's very much big ego boost. But what I like is when I go on a mainstream channel, say a news channel or something like that, or you know that most, but at least half the viewers there are going to think this woman's nuts. <laughs> I actually like that. I like that now. Because then I'll get the tweets and the messages and, the, and then I can engage in a dialogue. And it's lovely that most of the time they say, this is okay. I don't agree with you, but this is interesting. Mm. That's where That's I feel my role is at the moment yeah. to, to do, I, uh, you know, to, to constantly speak to people who are already sold is, 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 is for me, I, it feels self-indulgent and 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 almost lazy and i want to go out there and put my expose myself on a on a big platform so that i can now dig deep into all the resources i've got and hold them out there to see if it can engage people who would not normally be engaged so inspiring That's what and motivating to do, yeah. Yeah. and you do it in such a beautiful way as well such an open genuine warm way even to the people that oh. ask the hard questions no doubt well I think I, I think actually it was the baptism of fire was Mr Russell Brand I think <laughs> and then Piers Morgan Rusty I Rockets. did as well uh, I, I've done I've done both Piers Morgan and, <laughs> and and dear Russell Brand and so I felt well okay what could be worse I don't know if <laughs> you know you've got me <laughs> it's only up from here right <laughs> yes he brought you, you know, to when you us. Get... <laughs> <laughs> and it was great because he really starts, I encourage people to watch that interview back in 2019 because it was my really first big mainstream. So good. Um, yeah, and it's it's been, I'm under attack. He's attacking yeah. me in the beginning very much and quite rightly so because I come there like a blimmin' starstruck, you know, attack? rabbit I in the headlights. I think he was just full of questions. Uh, well, it was the tag. It was basically like, "Where's the science? What have you got? This? What have you got there?" And then he realised very soon that I was not there yet. You did um, so and, well. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're so oh, kind. Awesome. But it was very good for me um, because I, as I said, after that interview, I went underground for six months and I hid oh. because I thought that I would have to leave the country because oh. you know he he before that he wasn't doing so many spiritual people. He was doing people wow. you know like Jordan Peterson and uh, people like that you know Vim Hoff or whatever you know these mm -hmm. these kind of really tough guys yeah. who are into self-help and obviously he had um Tony Robbins on didn't he as well you yeah. know the people yeah. were really like and he had me floating in talking about the movie Ghost I was oh, just I really worried awesome. I was just really worried and I was actually physically sick after that interview Word. because I, all my anxiety came out about I'm what am I doing I look ridiculous um, I can't play fact, with the big boys you didn't and also didn't uh, he didn't ridiculous. tell me it was going to be video I thought it was audio and oh. all these oh. things I had you know all these things I was mortified oh. um and also my son drove me there at the time um and I could see the the panel outside, you know, his production team recording it. And I saw my son, literally, he had his head in his hands. Oh, no. So I, <laughs> oh, really? Oh. No, he'd, put it, he'd rested his head on the table because he could see that I was kind of being crucified in the beginning. Oh, oh. But then it became a lovely transformation turnaround mm -hmm. where we both came to a bit of an understanding. But I, all, that's what I'm saying to people. All my anxiety and thinking, this is terrible, this is terrible, was all misplaced because actually it was the best thing to happen to me because it people actually really loved it because it was so 
me genuinely starstruck and and not knowing how to approach this person. So actually just being myself was actually the best thing for me. And I've just gone on from strength to strength. But at the time I was just like thinking, no, this is all wrong. So if you are out there and you're thinking I've done all something wrong, it's for a reason. <laughs> it's yeah. teaching you something valuable. You Use do the you. lessons, <laughs> grow stronger. Yeah. <laughs> Plenty of that happening at the moment for me, let me tell you. Plenty of, oh, my God, why did I say that? Oh, my God, why didn't I say that? Oh, my God, that was just ridiculous. Oh, my God, shut up. It's just, just <laughs> yes. like, oh, so I Here's Morgan one. I could imagine that would be oh. a bit more frightening. Oh, I went on there talking about the force in Star Wars being a metaphor oh. for spirituality. You nice. can imagine the fun Piers, he actually got up and had a lightsaber fight with the weatherman who actually, it's interesting because that weatherman was the one who led him to walk off the set. Oh, wow. In, you know, with the, yeah, yeah. So the two of them were already sparring then. So right. the two of them became like little boys. And I was trying to say, you know, look, you've become young again with your lightsaber. This is what <laughs> I'm saying. Spirituality is a light. It makes you young at heart. And of course, the force, you know, Star Wars is such a huge franchise. It's because of the force. People love the idea of being a Jedi training. What is the force? It's spirit. Mm -hmm. um, so I was trying to, and he just grabbed his lightsaber and the, the weatherman came. And they have a blimmin' lightsaber fight in front oh of me God. and the Jedi I'm with. <laughs> with the noises. <laughs> and then he says, you know, this is all. And they brought some um, Catholic woman on there who was telling me that it was, it was terrible what I was saying that this oh was oh gosh <laughs> sounds <laughs> it's fun oh is that you can watch it if you can have a laugh you know it's all it's it's still online um no yeah so that was another baptism by fire but again you know I, I people think I'm a Star Wars fan I haven't watched all the Star Wars movies I just think that movies use metaphors like the force to talk we're talking about now being psychic being spiritual tapping into Mm -hmm. that energy vibration if anyone knows you Teresa we they know that you're a huge Lord of the Rings Lord of the Rings fan what is the metaphor behind Lord of the Rings I think the ring is the shadow that's within us all that we oh. have to understand we have to talk with we have to hold and then we have to choose not to go that way we have because you know that's that's true inner strength is choosing is knowing you have darkness within you but choosing not to follow it mm. and that's why everybody touches the ring and it's the shadow side it's it's the Jungian archetype and people try to deny or repress their their hatred their jealousy their lust their anger their their shame but you need to understand it and then think okay I'm in control of it and I choose. Yeah. You see, that's why Frodo's so strong because he chooses in the end not to, although he, he he even gets like lured by it, doesn't it? And I love that final scene in the Lord of the Rings where, you know, um, Frodo Baggins, uh, the, the, the elder one is going away to die. And he's like, can I touch the ring one more time? Because the shadow side is kind of like it does ignite us. We do need it, yeah. but we need to choose not to indulge it you know that's why I love it and I but it's also the fairies and the elves all and the magic <laughs> all the things yeah and I think it's Aragon isn't it he's the only one who's not going there with the ring he's not going to allow it to control him but all the characters they are tempted 
to the dark side of the force. But we need that. That's, that's part of the life journey, isn't it? We need we need to encounter that aspect of ourselves because if we push it away and hide it, it's going to surface in nightmares. Mm. You know, it's going to it's going to scare us, and um, we mustn't be scared of it. We've just got to know it's in us. Just as there's day and there's night, there's shadow and light within us all. And um, we've got to know it's within us, but then we wake up in the morning and choose the light. That's true courage. That's true evolution. That's true spirituality. Well, Perfect. Oh, my Mr. goodness. Teresa Chung, I, and I know I'm not going to speak for Lara. I'm sure Lara is going to have her two cents in a second. But <laughs> I just, I am just so, like, blown away that we've just been able to do this with you. Thank you so much for um, carving out your, out of your busy, busy schedule, um, some time to sit with us little, little girls over in Australia, just doing a little humble little podcast. Um, and I just know that you're, you're very inspirational for me and very motivational for me. And I'm really glad that we have someone like you on our team in terms of the psychic mediums and that, um, that you're a huge advocate and uh, I wish you all the success with your newest book. Um, and I can't wait to get it. Uh, and Laura will take care of putting all the show notes and everything, um, all the details in the show notes, notes of where people can find more about you yeah. and, and your book and, and all that sort of stuff. Oh, it's been a real honour. You are two beautiful ladies, two lights leading the way, and um, it's just wonderful. Um, I hope one day we can meet in person. That would be lovely. <laughs> Careful, we'll hold you to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll come I'm going to stalk you now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It's oh, not nearly as creepy love. when you've brought it up as well, stalking prior to this. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, sometimes, you know, in a good way, you know, I wouldn't do yes. you know, it. If I, if, I, if I sensed they weren't receptive, I would have not, you know, I would have had the self respect <laughs> not to do that. But they were, they were, inter- they were interested in engaging, engaging with someone who was trying to engage the mainstream. Because the thing is, with science, it's very much an academic, cloistered yeah. community um, with, with its own jargon. Um, but, you know, people need to hear about this stunning science out there. And, and the progress yeah, scientists are making. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. Yep. Yeah, thanks for doing what you do. Thank you for holding out in the petrol station, talking to us <laughs> without freezing. your camera I, on. <laughs> I actually, because I didn't want to put the heating on because of the noise. So I'm going oh. to go and warm up. It's freezing over here, actually. My toes are so cold right now. <laughs> oh, well, when we meet, we'll buy you a nice hot cuppa. <laughs> warm you up. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. And thank you so much for, for accommodating and lots of love. And I know we're going to keep in touch. I hope so. Thank you so much. We did it. <laughs> Yay. Bye. Bye, Teresa. All the bye, best. Lara. Bye, Tracy. Lots of I'll send you the link to your episode shortly. Oh, It'll thank you. Coming out soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Lots of bye. love. Bye. If you'd like to send us one of your ghost stories or if you have a question for me or for Laura, send us a Gmail at tospsychic at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at turnsout underscore she's psychic and over on Facebook at TOSP.